you are about to watch Plerud by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna. As he brings to you a message from God's Word, that will build you up and make you complete in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus said in the book of John chapter 15 verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. We pray that as you watch this teaching you will receive the empowerment to bear much fruit in Christ. Now listen. As a balance, it is something bad or undesirable. It means to make up for some defect or weakness. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, so that's what compensation means. So when somebody has experienced something bad, when you are trying to compensate the person, you provide something good to make up for it. Are you getting it right? That's what the compensation means. Praise the Lord. And what is the business of compensation? You did it to there. We saw that last week. We are going to see even a greater one this week. What God did to them to compensate her. The good things he did for her. Now, Leah was desperate for God's compensation. She was desperate for it. And we see this in the names she gave two of her sons. Leah was desperate for compensation. She was very desperate for the compensation. Are you, are you understanding me? She was desperate for it. Now, first, we discovered that her eyes were weak to the tent that because she had prayed for a husband. Why she was not a good looking person is that also? We discovered last week she was not a good looking person, she was not fine, you're not beautiful. And so she knew that the only way she would get the husband is by her knees. Amen. And she prayed for her husband. Yeah, the husband came, the husband was done that never. What a problem. What an irony, what a tragedy. What a dilemma. And so she was desperate for what? Compensation. Most of the times in life, until you get desperate, you cannot see results. Somebody said something, he said, it's either you are motivated to succeed or you are frustrated to succeed. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. But you know the funny thing, some people, even frustration does not make them succeed. <laughs> they are neither motivated nor frustrated. In fact, they see frustration as a reason to get involved in evils. Is that also? The same frustration as a reason to complain. But actually, frustration is not a call to complain. Frustration is simply saying you have refused to listen to motivation, so it's time for the negative things to teach you how to succeed. That's all. So once you start getting frustrated, it's not the time to complain, it's not the time to put your hand in evil things. No, it's the time to say, Where have I not been doing it right? What have I not been listening to? Now, let me hear clearly. Are you getting me? So she was desperate for God to compensate her. And we can see this in two of her sons and name. The second son, Simeon, it means heard. Simeon, it means uh, Genesis 29, verse 33. It says, And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Because the Lord had heard that I was hated. You see that? You see that? Now she even knew that God has said that she was hated. She knew, she knew. She said this one, I know, Charlie, I know this one. And the, the previous verse, said, and the Lord saw that she was hated. Now she said this one, he said, God did not listen, he has heard. That, that means even Jacob must have told her, plain, 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 as he said in Ghana, that also, plain, plain, Charlie, I hate you. Plain, plain. It's not just the same way, men will tell their wife, plain, plain, I love you. Is that also? 
Dieu commence à tourner. Pépé, arrête-tu. Ah, tu sais, God a servi son nom. God a servi son nom. C'est que l'homme avait arrosé Dieu. Il y a des fois qui dit son nom. And she called his name Simeon. And Simeon means heard. Heard. Are you getting what I'm saying? Heard. Despite the fact that Leah produced a hair for Jacob, he still did not love her. This is seen in the name she gave to her second son. I've given you a hair. Yet, he still told her, forget her hair, forget that hair, baby. Forget that hair. You see, X and Y. Eh? Women produce Y. Y. Is that not so? Lots of women. Why men produce what? X and Y. When Y meets with my student, Y meets with Y is what? Girl. Beautiful. When X and Y meet is what? Boy. So Jacob told her, I said, Charlie, forget that thing. It is me that produces the boys. <laughs> this is matter. If I did not impregnate you, you have a child. No, so forget that thing. Forget about this hair talk you are telling me. Forget about the fact that he said, you are, the Lord has opened your womb, or your sister womb is equal. Forget that matter. Either your womb open or not open. If I didn't have an intercostitute, there would have been no child. So, Charlie, I still hate you. There are some situations in life where you wonder, why am I, what, despite all I have done, despite all I have, despite all my efforts, Charlie, welcome to life. That is the way life is. Despite the fact that she gave him a head, still he didn't love her. This reveals how desperate she was for God to compensate him. She knew that the only way out of Pastor Lee would be for God to compensate him. See, until you come to a point in life where you know that it's only God that can compensate you, you are not afraid of life. And Pastor, we talked to you, and there's a particular, there's a particular challenge we have been facing. And we came to a point in life and said, it's only God now. Now we take it up in prayers. We initially said we take it up spiritually. But now it's okay. Actually now, actually now, we are taking it up what? In prayers. God does not want to be your last resort. God wants to be your only resource. I get what I'm saying? Because let me tell you something. Some of the times we are good at using the strategy of the old battle to fight the new battle, but that's not the way God operates. That's why whenever David wanted to fight a battle, every new battle comes with a new strategy. David would go and ask God, Lord, how do I fight this fight? Should we follow the mountain or should we follow the valley? And the Lord will tell him, okay, this one follow the mountain. Okay, this one follow the valley. But the last battle they fought, they used the mountain and the wall. David will say, no, mountain win last time, but don't be mountain will win this time. Are you getting me? Are you understanding? I was going through my old diary, and I saw something that Bishop Abiyo said. He said, vision is God's plan. Divine guidance is God's details. <laughs> and for you to fit into God's plan and see the plan of God materialize in your life, you need the details. Are you getting me tonight? Are you understanding? The plan is big. But without the details, you cannot get things working out. Are you understanding? So you must learn how to go back to God and go to God at any given point in time. Even when you pray, you are there to hear God speaking. Look at the name of Apostle. The name of Apostle is Judah. 
And it means pray. Genesis 29, verse 35. It says, And she conceived again and begged the son and said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left Mary. Now will I what? Praise the Lord. Why did she say she will praise the Lord now? This was her first son. First son. You go and see the other. She has six sons. After this first son, she, she stopped giving up the children. She gave her, her maid to her husband. And then she rebooted again and came back again and gave her to two more sons. And you get what I'm saying? And even a daughter. And you understand what I'm saying? Now, but he said, now I will praise the Lord. Why did she say she will praise the Lord? She praised God because she knew that even if she was not getting her husband's love, at least she was getting what Raquel was not getting. Are you getting me? Because in the four sons she gave her, during the four sons spree, while she was giving birth to four sons in the consecutively, Raquel was not giving birth to half. Are you getting what I'm saying? So as a wise person, she saw something that God was doing. Yes, I am not getting my husband's love, but let me still praise God. Why? Because I am getting something that Raquel is not getting. Raquel is getting my husband's love, but I am getting what she is not getting. And she began to see compensation in that aspect. To get God's compensation, you have to be desperate for it. You have to be what? Desperate. You have to be desperate for it. That's why the Bible says, the things of doing the Baptist contain now. The kingdom of God suffered work. And the Lord will take it in that cross. We have a generation of Christians who are not desperate for anything when it comes to God. They are only desperate to make money. They are only desperate to succeed in business. They are only desperate to succeed. In, so that's why they can do any shady thing to succeed. But they are not desperate for God. And let me let you know something. When you are desperate for God's blessings and compensation, all these things you are looking after them for me. So in this, in this kingdom where we are, everything is done with desperation. Are you getting me? You don't do anything like a Jessica. You don't do anything to manage can. No, 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 Although Leah was desperate for compensation, there was a problem with her desperation. Amen? Which all of us encounter in one way or the other. Some of us, some of us encounter it, all of us encounter it as human beings in one way or the other. What was this problem? Leah only understood and Leah's only understanding and basis for God's compensation to her was her husband's love. That was all. For Leah, my compensation, the only way God will compensate me is for my husband to love me. And that's almost what most of us do sometimes. If I don't see this woman, if God can just meet this need, ah, that is all. Charlie, don't think that is all. Do you know if God can just give me 20,000 Ghana cities now? I pray myself. Is that not so? Is it that? Is it that? Let me teach you something about economics. You see, economics says, Man's needs are insatiable, and the resources to meet them are what? Are limited. So the more you have, the more your need increase. There is no money that you will get that will satisfy you. Sir, God, God, if I can, you're married now. Don't worry, you marry. You marry, you marry. When you marry, then you know that, ah, 
There is something on a marriage. No matter you marry, yes, you say God, you can have your children now. By the time you get to say God, if I can face this, I You will keep saying, if I can, if I can. So you see that most of the time our prayer for conversation is so limited and it could be a problem to God. This was what Leo was, Leo was going through. God, all I need is my husband's love. But let me let you know something. Your husband's love is it what defines you? Some of us have been able to define ourselves with the wrong things, and that is why we are not defined. Are you getting me tonight? Yes. I know what she did. She did everything to get her husband's love, but she never got it in the end. That's why some of us are some things we are desiring, we are stretching our hands to, we will never get them. Why? Because those things have become our definition, and God will never allow anything to take its place. When a man or a being or anything becomes your definition, that means God is no longer your creator. You have made that thing become your creator. And God will not allow any man to take his glory or anything take his glory. He says, My glory will I not give to another, but my place will give me rich. Leah, her sole total of her life was the love of Jacob, not even the love of God. Are you getting the that? And so, don't, don't, see, don't, don't accuse Leah. Many Christians fall into that same deception too. Many that, that's the reason why you see some Christians they have different excuses why they cannot serve God. Why they cannot serve God. So many excuses. And all these excuses, if you narrow them down, they go down to their definition of themselves. Are you getting into that? Yes. They have defined themselves with some things. And so they cannot serve God. Are you getting it? We see how desperately she needed her husband's love in the names she gave four of her sons out of six. No, no, see, she has six sons. We saw two of them. The Lord has said, God has said, Zanosu, that's Simeon. And then Judah, praise. I will praise God. Only two of her sons have to do with God. <laughs> Are you understanding? Only two of her sons' names have to do with God. The remaining four have to do with her husband's love. So what does that mean? The love of our husband has become our God. We have to be careful where we put our focus. Because what you focus at becomes your God. Are you getting me? Yes. Now most times we pray and expect God to compensate us in our desired way. As such, we fix our minds on what we want from God and how we want God to answer us. God, answer me this way. Answer me in that way. Answer me in this way. Answer me in that way. See, that's the reason why the best prayer that you can pray is the prayer that Jesus prayed in the summer. Lord, how are we this cup can be taken away from me? That means God giving my husband's love like Leah. Are you getting me? Yes. That is when you are fixing your compensation plan for God and telling God, give it to me like that. But Jesus now entered the second part of the prayer. He said, now, the second part is this, not my will, but I will be God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So the best prayer you can pray in life is that will be done. Why? Because when you pray that prayer, you open yourself to God's compensation plan. 
try to say it's a very powerful book. Plus, purpose and pursuit. And there was something that Kenneth Hagin said there. He said, Many of us bring our plans to God and tell God, God, bless my plan. Uh, God, see, I've written my plan. I'm not saying it's wrong to plan. It's not wrong to plan. Are you getting me? We bring our plan to God and say, God, bless my plan. He said, and we wait for God to bless our plan, but God will never bless our plan. Why? Because God has a plan for God that he has already blessed. Is it not better to take the plan that God has blessed and start running with speed than for you to wait for the rest of your life and you will never get God bless your plan for you? That's the reason why we must know what we fix our mind on when we are for God to God bless us. And we can very important. Very important. Are you, are you understand what I'm saying? And because we fix our mind on the way we want God to bless us and how we want Him to compensate us, we get our homes dashed. And our expectations are met because God does not compensate us the way we expect Him to compensate us. Are you doing something? Yes. Somebody asked, I wrote once and, and I said to on Facebook and I said, uh, God will not fund your lust. God will not. God will not. Say it. God will not fund my lust. God will not fund my lust. There's someone who replied and said, but the Bible says he will grant all the desires of our heart. I said, yes, the Bible says that. But scripture must, ex must explain scripture. I said, the only grant the desires of your heart in language is weak. Makes a look and say, ah, This God does not answer prayer. This church changes as we want. I've been praying and been praying. You have been praying, but how have you been praying? That's the question you have to ask. How have you been praying? It's not about prayer. Are you understanding me? And why does God not answer us the way we expect Him to answer us most of the time? We explained it last week, Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's the reason why. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As the heaven is higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts, and my ways higher than your ways. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God. And see, this understanding is the reason why a lot of Christians are believing in frustration. Frustration. And there are some things I want you to understand. That the will of God for your life cannot be negotiable. It's not negotiable. If, but despite all our attempt to do it, God said, that light is my will, you do it. You still carry the one of the as master. What we do, we are certain about. The will of God for you is non-negotiable. God's compensation for you is non-negotiable. If you try to negotiate it, you'll be the one that gets frustrated. And don't blame God for your frustration. Are you getting me? Our refusal to accept God's ways and thoughts concerning compensating us makes us keep trying to get it done in our own way. But no matter how much we try, God will surely compensate us in his own way. That's it. He will compensate. See, try from at the end of this one. Try your own way. By the end, God will compensate you in his own way. Yeah. God will compensate you in his own way. So keep trying to get your own way out. 
Keep praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying for some kind of listen uh, time. And because God will compensate you the way He has designed to compensate you, not the way He wants. Now let's look at let's look at this truth I'm telling you in Leah's life. Leah, her only way of compensation was God, my husband's love. Husband's love. And that was all she was. And we see it in the name she gave to her children. Let's look at the name she gave to her. Her first son. Her first son is Ruben. And Ruben means, behold the son. Behold. Wow. Hey, Charlie. Man has come. Man has come. I am the woman of the house. Remember somebody, let me take you somewhere. When um, Haggai gave birth to his son, which was Ishmael, for Abraham, what happened? The Bible says she began to despise her and Adam. And said, look at you, old family. You cannot conceive. To even carry the said, you cannot carry. Let it be done. We are the reigning ones. I have given birth to a son for your husband. So you, you are rubbish. And Sarah said, I can't take this way. But Sarah began to deal with her ash. And she ran away. There's a normal tendency that when a woman gives birth to the son, the first son, she wants to, she becomes a mother. Yeah, she's a mother. It's easy. It's not easy now. She becomes a mother. Genesis 29 verse 32. Says, and Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Ruben. For she said, Surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Now, there's one thing you know that she always knew that God was looking at her. She knew that God was hearing her. But she knew that she knew that she knew that God knew that her husband hated her. So she knew she thought that he said, God has heard. God has seen. And now God has looked upon my affliction. He says, Now, therefore, my husband. Love me. Vision for childbearing. My husband. What a vision. What a vision. What a vision. What a vision. That was the reason why she was keeping it. My husband will love me. Now we all know that most men look for a son as their head. Is that also? Yeah, I remember when my wife gave birth to my son, and I told my um, um, electrician for my car, my, my wife has given birth to has given birth to He was there with another of his friends. And I said, what is, what is she born? What did you give birth to? I said, but I said, congratulations, Pastor! Congratulations! You be man! You be man! A man you be! I said, what's the problem? I said, he said, yes! He said, a man you be! As if it's in a boy, a white bone, a man, a man you be, a life be man. See? I said, what do you think I get? Say, forget that, you know. You say, that girl, you don't be man. And now when I say, I say, ah, if I didn't say, say, ah, when the wife felt born, when the wife gave birth, came back together, I told the wife, stop, forget this thing you are doing, you know, just behave yourself. <laughs> Bring man for me. Say, when the wife gave birth to the boy, say, yes, now you are giving birth. I said, what is the meaning of all this? He said, Pastor, forget that thing. He said, if any point, he said, that point and I be the man of the house. Not be you be the man of the house, but that boy be the man of the house. He said, if 
anybody, no contact with anybody for that house now. When that person come out from the door, they go wrong. They go wrong. What a lie. And that's the, that's the average African mentality. That's African mentality. Ah, one guy called me, said, Pastor, congratulations. Your next in command has called. The one that will take over your ministry has come and say, eh? Start getting visions like this. But that's the average in fact, it's not even the African in yourself. The song is, is the hair. In a polygamous setting, the man shows more love and affection to the wife who produces her hair. Is that not so? In a polygamous marriage, when the man, all the women that all his wives are producing girl, 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 the one that produces boy, hey, that one is special. So this was the mindset that uh, Leah had when she had the song for Jacob. Forget that it was finished. My husband has loved me now. Even if he hated me for he has loved me. This is ticket to love is song. He has loved me. Whether he like it or not, he loved me. This was her expectation. But he didn't turn out the way she expected. Jacob did not still love her. And she did not still get his love. After producing the he did not see get. She did not see get his love. They should have sent a message to her head that may this one, it will never work. Are you getting me? That should have sent a message. But I like her. She was desperate. <laughs> she was desperate. I, I still see a good side to her desperation. She didn't give up. But that should have sent a message to her that if this man cannot love me, even after giving him his hair, there is something wrong technically. He will never love me again. I remember Robert Kiyosaki said something. The only definition of insanity is what? Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Leah experienced insanity. <laughs> Love madness. Obsession. Because first born, second born, third born, fourth born, fifth born, sixth born, you are still expecting to love you. He didn't love you for the first. Forget that thing. You have done the madness. He will not love you. And he did not still love her. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Then the next was, oh, her third son, Levi. Levi means join to. Look at Genesis 29, verse 34. It says, and she conceived again. And bear a son. You see, when, when Leah was receiving children from Jacob, she was receiving it with vision. She had a vision. See, that's the good thing about Leah's conception. It was visionary. It's not like women are just conceived for no purpose, conceived for no purpose, no purpose, no purpose, no purpose. No mistake. When Leah is receiving the child, she's praying, boy, boy. Because there was a vision behind that conception. I like her, she was very visionary. If some Christians are visionary as she is, I think it would be better than where they are. So as she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time, my husband rejoiced unto me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Leva. Oh, this time she believed that without a doubt, her husband must love her and be joy to her because she had given birth to three sons for him in the room. Pa, 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 three, hey, Charlie, this man will love me. Ah, 
not pay. Three thousand. Not one boy, two girls. Not one boy, one girl, one boy. No, 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 no. Three boys consecutive. Ah, forget that. This man must love me. That means I have the anointing to give him boys. He must love me. See, let me tell you something. Your greatest frustration in life will be when the reason for doing anything is human centered. Are you understand what I'm saying? When it is not God centered, you have gotten, you have, you have begun to partner with your greatest frustration in life. He said, This time my husband will be joined to me. This actually means that her husband was not joined to her when they married. Are you understand what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, she ended up becoming separated from him instead of being joined to him. Yes. She became separated from the Israel. So it was pathetic. It was very pathetic. Last week we understood that the level at which Jacob hated Leah, he got to a level that Leah had to hire him. Remember? He had to pay something for her husband to sleep with her. That woman, she, she, her life was miserable. And now he said, My husband will be joined to me. That means her husband was actually separated from her. They were living in the same house, but they were separated. He was having sex with her, but they were still separated. They were separated soul-wise. They were separated spiritually. And even physically, it was a high-level separation. She knew it. I know something. Actually, women can know when their husbands are separated from them and when their husbands are joined to them. So I'm saying, men don't even know. I ain't going But women can do it. Then now he be joined to me, but at the end of the day, he was not still joined to me. With all the vision, yet it happened. And then the next one said, She said, I will give birth again. See, if it did not happen the first, second, third, fourth, this fifth one, something must happen. There must be a miracle. See, let me tell you something then. For, for a man to love you, eh, it is not a prayer point. Are you going to say? And I'll make you understand that as well. It's not a prayer point. In fact, you don't even need a miracle for a man to love you. Are you getting me? Yes. There's nothing you have to do for a man to love you. That's why most of the times the things that we desire in life, there are things we are craving for, but they are not craving after us. Are you getting me? Yes. And there's a problem when you are craving for something and the thing is not craving for you. It brings about draining. It brings about what? Dream. Dream. And our fifth son, his name was Issachar. And Issachar means there is recompense. Genesis 30, verse 18. It says, Alias said, God had given me my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband. And she called his name Issachar. Now the situation, this, this statement is very powerful. It's very powerful. Now she said, God had paid her. Why? For giving her maid to her husband to take her place. Because when she gave birth to her first son, after the first, sorry, the fourth son, that means she left Bearing, is that also? And after that, she gave her maid to her husband to sleep with her husband. So at that point, what was happening? 
Her maid was taking her place in her husband's bed. It was the same problem that Sarah did. And it caused problem in the house. And I don't know why it was a generational issue. I get what I'm saying. In fact, the Bible says even Raquel did the same thing. When Raquel saw she was not even giving birth at all. And then Leah was giving birth. She said, okay, I take my maid. God, I take it, take it, take it. But the truth remains that your maid can never be you. Your maid is actually taking your place in the life of your husband. She said, God has paid me for giving my maid to take my place. This also shows how desperate she needed her husband's love and how much pain she felt when her maid took her place. Are you getting it? It shows the level of pain she went through when her maid took her place. So when every time she saw her maid going to her husband's room, hey, she was dying inside of her. Are you getting it? She was saying, this is meant to be me. This is meant to be me. Lord, Lord, this is meant to be me. Father, my father. That shows how desperately she needed her husband. And her maid was taking that opportunity from her. And when she had another son, she said, God has paid me for my maid taking the place. Leah lived a life that was centered on the wrong thing. Are you getting it? She centered her life on the law of her husband. Now, some of the times you must understand something that when we pray, Huh? And God answers us. There are some answers which will not stop at the point. She had prayed for God to give her a husband. And God gave her a husband. Now let me understand something. What happened to Jacob happened to them? Are you getting me? Yes. Um, um, Jacob's mother, Rebecca, she was pregnant, remember? And the children were fighting and she went in her room and she went to meet the Lord and the father of the Lord and the Lord told her, two nations are in you and the younger, the elder shall serve the younger. Is that not so? Yes. Now, there was a word of prophecy that already came that the elder shall serve the younger. And for that to happen, it meant that the younger had to collect the birthright. Is that not so? And the only way the younger collected the birthright was the mother had to do what? Had to swindle the father, her husband. Is that not so? Yes. She had to make the the, 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 son, the, the second son collect the bread tribe by trick. Do you get it? But why did that happen? Fine, God would have had this better way of doing it. But because of their level of understanding, God had to allow them to do that thing so his will be still at the best. Are you getting it? So, swindling was what brought about the prophecy manifesting. Which, if God would have allowed, would have not been swindling. But any which way the prophecy would stand. Now, Leah had prayed for a husband. And she got a husband. How did she get a husband? By her, by her father was swindling her husband. Are you getting me? Yes. Are you getting something? Yes. At the end of the day, her prayer was answered. Though her father answered, help God answer the prayer. Let me use the word there. Though he, he did it the wrong way. But at the end of the day, her prayer was answered. Now, let's take this from the beginning. What was Leah's prayer? I need a husband. Are you getting it? God has answered the prayer, you need a husband. What is now the extra push for the love and attention of the husband? Are you getting what I'm saying? That extra push was not necessary because that was not made up for Some of the times you cannot get everything you are looking for, but you must look for the right things and get the right things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of the times you cannot get 
everything you are looking for, but you must make sure that the most important things you get there. What was the most important thing in her life? Nobody believed that Leah would ever have a husband. Is that not so? Nobody believed that she would ever get married. And God miraculously made her get married, even with her father's swing blade. Charlie, that's enough belief you should have been thanking God. Sometimes we should just learn to thank God for some things and leave the remainder. Are you understand what I'm saying? And see, that's the reason why a lot of Christians are frustrated. Because they are looking for more than is necessary. Whether, whether Jacob liked it or not, he had married there. Is that also? He had another excuse again. He has married her. He has married her. Prayer answer. Case closed. If you like, give the love to Raquel. You are married in no finish. The prayer was asking God, oh God, remove this reproach from me. This reproach of you will never marry God remove me. And God has removed the reproach and it has okay. Are you getting me? Yes. Some of the time we must know what is okay for us and not look for more. Because when someone when you start looking for more in some areas, you start getting to the point of frustration. As I said, the Bible says, godliness with contentment is breaking. Know what you will look for and know what you will not look for. Know the things that you will start looking for and they will get you frustrated. Are you getting me? And I'm for those things. Her husband's love was not a priority. God has something bigger for her. But she esteemed her husband's love at the expense of what? The answer to prayer that God has given to her. Some of the times as Christians, it's of us to spend time thanking God for the things that we have. We rather spend time complaining about the things that we don't have. Are you getting it? If it were to be a reasonable Christian that Leah was in the 21st century, all she would have believed was like God, who would have believed that Leah, this day, would be ever married? Who, if they had told me the dream that I will be married, would I have believed? Who would have believed that I would be the wife? Ah, Father, for the rest of my life, I owe it to you to thank you. That should have been what? should have been doing. I know the truth about it. If she had done it that way, the Bible says, Proverbs 21, verse 1, the heart of kings are in the hearts of the world. And like rivers of water, it turns everywhere in the world. If she had taken that approach towards God, the truth is that God would have stared and turned the heart of her husband to God. But instead of using her thanksgiving approach for what God did to her, she rather said she will use her human methodology to get her husband's work. She lost that this was a problem. And this is the problem of many Christians today. Are you getting what I'm saying? They look at the name of her six son, Zebulon. Zebulon means exalted. Genesis 30, verse 20. It says, And he has said, God had endued me with a doubt. Now will my husband dwell with me because I have borne him six sons and she called his name Zebulon. She God has endured me with the diary. Question is, did her husband not pay that See, For her, she said, my husband did not pay. That seven years it went, it was for Raquel. It was not for me. So, he didn't pay that now God has paid my diary. Fine, thank God he has paid your diary. That should be your last point of thanksgiving. Are you understand what I'm saying? 
He said, but now my husband will dwell with me. That means that the husband was not dwelling with her. Are you getting me? Yes. Are you getting me? Yes. Now, Leah said, my husband will dwell with me because I born him six sons. She believed that as the highest son bearer, her husband will love her and live with her. This means that he was not living with her. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, I know what they call intimate strangers. And that happens in marriage. When you have a husband and a wife, but they are both strangers in general. They are intimate. When I mean they are intimate, they have intercourse. But they are strangers. They don't know themselves. They are living under the same roof, but they are strangers. So in natural fact, they are not living with themselves, but they are living with themselves. How good was happening to you? Leah and Jacob. If you have a sense, no problem, but they are strangers. They are living in the same, under the same roof, but they don't know what they do with themselves. She said, nah, be, be, be. She said nah, as the highest son's bearer, ah, I have an award. This man must live with me. He must love me. I'm the highest son's bearer in this house. My sons are more than Raquel's sons, more than our male sons. The man must live with me. She says, if he doesn't love me for giving him the hair, and after giving him three sons, ah, no, he must love me because I have given him what? Six sons. Six sons. I'm not talking about two sons. Six sons. Six sons. May this guy must love me. She must, he must love me. This guy must love me now. By all means. You see, let me tell you something. Desperation for the wrong thing leads to frustration. It's painful to pursue the wrong thing. Are you getting me to that? You, you will pierce your heart with so much sorrows. This man must love me. This man was what? But she never knew and she never understood some principles in that. I want to do things for number one. She never understood that people love you because of your person, not necessarily because of what you do for them. Are you something? People love you because of your person, not because of what you do for them. That's why I see some kind, you see some kind of people. They just love this person, but the person is not related for them. You say, man, you are completely that this this man, your wife is lazy, but you say I love her, I love her. Have you seen those kind of men before? Have you seen those kind of men? Yeah, everybody knows that their wife is lazy. She's problematic. She insults, she quarrels, and she's lazy. She does play. she sees that and all she does in the house is do a manicure and pedicure. And the man goes and walks and brings money and she eats his money. But the man still loves her. What about the What is the problem? Because people love people because of their person, not necessarily because of what they do for them. Number two, she not she didn't understand that people love you because they choose to love you, not necessarily because of what you do for them. Love is a choice. Are you getting me? Are you understanding? Yes. People love you because they choose to love you, not because of what you do for them. She didn't understand this. If she understood it, she should have stopped this apartment when, when she gave her to Ruben. That, that's where she should have stopped this apartment. Because the problem was that from the beginning she knew that her husband hated her. So why continue striving for this love? Look for God's love and you get your husband's love. Are you know something? Yes. Yes. You 
will not be. You can't force, a, neither can you force a woman to love you. It's not done. Are you getting me? It's not done. You can't force a man to love you. You can't force a woman to love you. Love is a choice. And people give it based on their volition. They decide to give it to you. If they have not decided to love you, Charlie, break your head on the wall. They will love you. And this is what Leah did not understand. Despite the fact that she said, now nah, he will dwell with me, at the end of the day, the husband did not dwell with her. He didn't dwell with her. Now nah, he, he didn't dwell with her. So they were still living as intimate strangers. Strangers in that same Despite all her fights. Are you understand what I'm saying? Are you getting me tonight? Now, what am I trying to make you understand tonight? That it is good to desire compensation. But do not desire it the wrong way. Do not desire it for the wrong things. Are you getting the hand from the wrong things? God wants to compensate you. What God has in plan for you is bigger than what you are thinking. Are you getting what I'm saying? And, and as Christians, I believe that we are the best category to hear these kind of messages. Because we are bringing our Christian work. Are you understand what I'm saying? And this kind of wisdom is not cutting everywhere. These are things you need to understand. If you don't understand it, you will live your Christian life and be frustrated. You know how many Christians are frustrated on the road? They are praying in tongues. And in tongues, I remember I was a pastor and I said, Pastor, let's go pray, pray soon. Are you getting what I'm saying? You think it's not happening? It's happening. But the reason for those kind of prayer into madness is when you are praying your own will, not praying the will of God. When you are praying for God to compensate you in love with your own desire, not in love with his own desire. Go, America. Makata Basha, America. Brekete, lekete, America. You will not want Because if you are saying America and God is saying Toko, 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 Charlie, you will definitely not want it is, it is short. I hate to say something. Praise God. God saw that Leah was hated and compensated her by giving her one thing, which is what? The gift of fruitfulness. God compensated her by giving her the gift of fruitfulness. Same way God compensates all, He makes us fruitful. Are you getting that? Are you understanding? When God wants to compensate you, he makes you what? Fruitful. And see, let me tell you something. Don't allow people to define fruitfulness for you in the wrong dimension, in the wrong way. Your definition of fruitfulness cannot be my definition of fruitfulness. Are you getting me? When a dog is pregnant and an elephant is pregnant, there's a difference. Are you getting me? In every quarter, a dog can give birth to children, is that not so? But the living man takes two years to produce a little child. Your fruitfulness may be taking longer time, but Charlie, don't let another person that is giving birth to dogs, to puppies, discourage you. When God wants to compensate you, he makes you what? Fruitful. And fruitfulness is not defined by human yastics. So fruitfulness is not tied to what people define it to be. It is tied to what God's agenda is for your life. 
And when God wants to compensate you, he makes you what? Fruitful. God gave Leah fruitfulness and she kept on using it. It was her God giving it. God will compensate you by giving you the gift of fruitfulness. But you will only see his compensation materialize when you do that. Gift. Praise God. Amen. When God wants to compensate, he gives you a gift. And all you have to do is to keep using that gift. Leah was given the gift of fruitfulness. Why family was the gift? Because her sister was barren when she was barren. But the Lord did what? The Lord put her womb, so it was a gift. Are you getting me? The sister did not have it. And Leah kept using her gift. Let me tell you something tonight. There is a gift that God has given you. If you want to experience compensation, keep using your gift. In my life, in every area of life, I've experienced pains. I've experienced losses. I've experienced failure. But there's only one gift I know that God has given me, and that's what I'm doing now. I don't know another gift to you. I hear something. The only gift I know that I've been there since childhood is the gift of teaching and preaching. And that's why I'm still teaching and I'm still what? Preaching. What? Because my compensation is tied to this gift. Are you understanding me for that? It's tied to that gift. Some of us are waiting for God to send us one special thing. But let me tell you one thing. God has already sent you what he has to send to you. It is a gift. There's something you can do without struggling. That's called the gift. It's time to start using it. I am preaching because I need God to compensate me. It's not because I'm enjoying it. I hear something. It's not because it is fun. But because I also need God to compensate. I don't know how he's going to compensate me. But I have to be fruitful. Leah should have said after she gave birth to Ruben, uh, I give it to my person. He didn't say, Lord, I'm not giving it again. I won't keep it again. Is that what she should have said? I won't keep it again. The man does not love me. Even after giving the air. The air is easy to give it to air. See, Rakhet does not have a child. I won't keep it again. She should have said that. But she never said that. Rather, she remained desperate and she kept giving it. Charlie, you might have given it to your air. And yet, your Jacob does not love you. Don't stop there. Are you getting me? Do not, do not despise that gift. I remember when I came on the altar, this day when you preach, the Lord kept saying in my spirit, they do not despise the things of you to begin That word kept coming in my spirit. Do not despise the things of small beginnings. Do not despise those things. Let me let you know, it doesn't take on anything to grow you, to grow your church, or to grow your business. But God is more interested in your capacity growth than in your church growth. Are you getting me? God is more interested in your capacity growth than in your business growth. And how your capacity grow? Your capacity only grow when you keep using your fruitfulness. Are you getting me? If I thought this time I had five years ago, I am growing in capacity and God is compensating me. When God sees that you have maximized your gift to an extent, he adds to you. Are you getting the light? God will compensate you in the area of your gifting. Rachel had Jacob's law. Why Leah never got Jacob's law? 
But God compensated Leah by giving her what Rachel never could have. Are you understanding? So when we are looking for God to compensate us, we must remove our eyes from the superficials. We must remove our eyes from the things that we look for. We must start looking at the giftings that we have. What is my gift? What is my gift? Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, See that we man diligent in his business. For he shall stand before kings and not be men. The Bible says the gift of a man maketh with him. The book of Proverbs. And the Bible also says, A gift is like a precious stone. Wheresoever it torments, it prospers. <laughs> that is what makes for prosperity. What anywhere you give God, you must prosper. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Are you understand what I'm saying? If you take me to Togo, eh, this is my gift to still prosper. Even with an interpreter, it will prosper. It prospered in Congo with an interpreter. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Anywhere you take me to this gift, you see, there is something that God has given you. It will prosper, but you have to keep using it. Are you getting me? Yes. When the woman gives birth the first time, it looks like that's the end of life for her. The whole process is unbearable and it takes longer time. Is that not so? Painfully unbearable and longer time. By the time she gives birth the second time, the time is reduced. It's not as long as before again. That's to say, as you keep doing your gift, you keep perfecting yourself in it. By the time they have given birth to a third child, our labor was not a serious issue again. Are you understanding? You have not utilized your gift and you're asking God to compensate you. How will he compensate you? You have to be good at your gift. Are you getting me tonight? Are you understanding? You want God to compensate you, you have to be good at what he has given you. Are you getting me tonight? Stop crying. Stop saying, God, when, when, when? He has already told it. Use it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. If God cannot use you to help people with your gift, one person with your gift, some don't expect him to use you to help one other people with your gift. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So you have to keep using that gift. And Leah made a mistake while she was using that gift. Instead of understanding her fruitfulness, Leah used her fruitfulness to fight for Jacob's law. Are you getting it? And for Jacob's union. But this was a short-term and present gratification. And it was not God's compensation for her. Are you getting it? If instead of understanding the purpose for her fruitfulness, she was rather using the fruitfulness to fight for Jacob's love and union. See, you need to understand the purpose of your gift. Are you getting me? Yes. Are you understanding? Yes. If you don't understand, like Dr. Maslow said, when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. If you don't understand the purpose of your gift, you will use your gift for the wrong things. Let me give you an example. The revelation gifts, in fact, every gift that God gives is not for the donor. It's not for the person he gives it to. It's for others. Are you understanding? That's why I see some people that have this revelation gift. Revelation gift, we talk about word of knowledge, word of wisdom, uh, visions. Are you getting it? Some people that have revelation gift, they are still suffering. They are going through problems. But they are solving people's problems. And you wonder why? The reason why is because the gift is not meant for your consumption. It's meant to help people. 
something. And when you start using that gift for your selfish purpose, then you begin to abuse it. Which was what Leah was doing. Leah was using her truthfulness to, for her selfish purpose to fight for Jacob's war and union. And she began to abuse it. She became, began to get frustrated. When you see men of God using their gifts to extort people financially, watch their lives, they end up becoming frustrated. Are you getting it? Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You end up becoming frustrated. When you see business people, and all they are doing is to try to extort money from customers, so they produce goods and they lower the standard, watch it, in no distant time, they become frustrated in business. Are you getting me? Yes. Because the purpose of your gifts is to bless people, not to satisfy your personal and selfish needs. And that was the mistake that Leah was making. And that's the mistake we should not make. Leah looks for present gratification. God looks for his future purpose for humanity. And he used her to fulfill his purpose and honor her in return. Why she was looking for, see, that, see sometimes God is not going to go, go into a fight with you. Are you understand what I'm saying? She was looking for her present gratification. God did not fight with her. God said, keep looking for it, but me, I know what I'm looking for. So while she was looking for her present gratification, God was looking for his future gratification. Uh, you are looking for your husband's God. That's why I give you the job. Don't go there. Keep giving them. Me, I know what I'm looking for. So at the end of the day, you discover that she was not being fulfilled in her own search, but God was being fulfilled in his own search. That's why God will use you to fulfill his desire, even when you don't want to do it. Mm. We are living proofs. I'm an example. Yeah. Even when you don't want to do it, God will still use you to fulfill his desire. Are you getting me? Yes. If you like, keep being frustrated. Keep complaining. Complain. Look for the other things. Look for the wrong things. No problem. When you are looking for it, he will keep using it to fulfill his desire. Mm. At the end of the day, you fulfill his desire. And if you chose not to, if you chose not to align with his will, you will end up becoming frustrated. Why he will become fulfilled. So the area you choose to flow with him will be better for you. Are you getting me? Yes. God used her to fulfill his purpose. And he honored her. How did he honor her? She was buried in the tomb of what? Rachel was not buried there. Rachel had the love of Jacob, but he didn't have the honor of being his wife. Two different things. Let me give you an example. A man can marry a woman because maybe his parents forced the woman on him. Are you getting it? So she's called his wife. Is that also? And while he marries a wife, he has a girlfriend outside who he says he loves. Now, the girlfriend will keep telling him, I want you, I'm tired of staying outside your home. I want to come inside your home. What will the man keep saying? You can't come into my home. Everything you need outside, I will give you. But you cannot come. Why? Because I have what? The wife. The wife may not be getting the love of the man. The girlfriend outside will be getting the love. But 
at the end of the day, it is the wife that has the honor of being called what? The wife. That was what happened in that scenario. Jacob loved Raquel. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. But Raquel never had the honor in God's agenda of being called Jacob's destiny's wife. It was what? Leah that had the honor. Why? Because God compensated her. And also, God compensated her by making her number one, the mother of Jacob's hair and strength. In ancient Israel, the first son of a man is his strength. Leah was the mother of Reuben, who was Jacob's strength. Are you understand what I'm saying? The mother of the heir, that was the compensation. Number one. Number two, God compensated her by making her the mother of six out of the twelve tribes of Israel. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Six from her. So she had half of Israel from her. What a problem. What a problem. Another thing also was this. Another way God favored her, God honored her. Another way God compensated her. God made her to be needed by Jacob, even though he hated her. Are you understand what I'm saying? He made her to be what? Needed by Jacob, even though he hated her. Jacob had no option but to leave Leah because she was his only source of continuity since Rachel was buried. You see that? Her sister was buried. And Jacob had to produce children. He doesn't love her, but he had to do what? He had to see me her. Are you getting me? Yes. When God compensates you, he will make people who hate you to desperately be in need of you. Mm. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Very powerful point. See, this is the third level of compensation. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of you have, some of, I've not gotten there yet. Some of us have not gotten there yet. But this is a level that God will take you to. Where people don't like you, but they need you. Are you understand what I'm saying? And so when we are praying for God to compensate us tonight, we are praying in these areas. So it's always like, well, don't, you see, stop looking for people to love you. Just be in line with the will of God. That's why the Bible says, when a man's prayer pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Yes. Just be in line with the will of God. Even those that hate you, they will need you. And number four, finally, Leah was the mother of Judah, from whom came the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Without Leah, Jacob would not have been one of the forefathers of the human race for which the Messiah came. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Leah was not compensated the way she wanted, but she was compensated far exceeding and greater than she wanted to be compensated. Some of us are looking for God to compensate us in a particular way. But I, have, I came to tell you tonight, it may break your heart, but I have to tell you the truth. That God may not compensate you the way you want, but God will exceed your expectation. Are you getting me tonight? Don't put a limit on God with your limited and minute desire when you desire Him to compensate you. Don't put a limit on God. 
God compensate me like this. God, we don't put a limit on God. Don't put a limit on God. On God. You see, as a church, we don't have a limit on God. Are you going to say? We don't have a limit on God. I can see that I'm not crazy about so many things. God told me to teach the world, and I'm teaching the world. That's what I'm teaching. That's what I'm doing. Don't place a limit on God. Don't tell God, take me to this place. God, put this for me. Put this. If you want like this, God is that God. That's what you should be doing. Your, your way of thinking is too small. It's too what? It's too small. Be open to God and keep using your gifts. It will exceed your expectations and blow your mind. Amen. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. Kindly share your testimonies with us at chumdiohahuna ministry at gmail.com. Grace to you.